you're having a dinner party. It's last mm-hmm. minute. You've realized the cocktail I'm making. This this happens to Bobby all the time. The specialty cocktail that Josh is making. We're missing an item. We're missing a piece. And it can't be. Su- There's no substitutes. We have to go yeah. to the liquor store. But we don't we have, have time. We have to get this particular vermouth or amaro. But we can't leave because the oven's on. What are you going to do? What's the solution? What would you do? DoorDash. Because I know that I can get local restaurants, local stores, local establishments and get it to my apartment in no time. If you're looking to celebrate with some special drinks, here's to alcohol delivers with DoorDash. Getting ready to host, looking to celebrate a special night in, what about a bottle of wine to pair with dinner or some beer to go with your chips and dip? No matter the occasion, if drinks are called for, DoorDash has you covered. And then you know what? You tip right within the app. They get 100% of the tip. You got to tip your DoorDash drivers always. So save up to 25% off up to a $15 value when you spend $35 or more with code WHO24. So whether you're grabbing drinks for an event or staying in for the night, DoorDash is here to help you have a great evening any evening. Term supply must be 21 plus to order alcohol. Drink responsibly. Delivery and promotions available only in select markets. You will drain it. Welcome to Who Weekly, the podcast where you'll learn everything you need to know about the celebrities you don't. I'm Bobby Finger. I'm Lindsay Weber. <laughs> and this is, can you guess these voices? I just want to see if you can guess these voices. If you name either one of them, you get an A. Uh, I want an A. Say something, I'm giving up on you. You may have seen this headline on Just Jared earlier when you woke up, so you may have been spoiled by your RSS feed. But can you name either of the voices singing the duet of great somethings say something? I didn't see the Just Jared tweet, the Just Jared headline, but I did see a tweet from our friend, our GFF friend, about Luke Evans coming out with an album. Is it Luke Evans? <laughs> yes. yes. <laughs> Yes. And the reason I saw this is because our GFF texted it to us earlier. And who? What is this? <laughs> um, and who can you guess? I, I don't know if you can, but I want... I can't like hear her I want voice you to try. is the problem. She's a them. She's a big them. What? She's a big... Oh, one of the biggest thems. And she's... Did he get Julia a, Roberts to sing Say Something with him? She's not... She's on the level of Julia Roberts. But here's the thing. She's an actor. But she has sung before in movies. She likes singing and she's good at singing, but she's not, you know, like Rita Wilson, I want to be a professional singer. She's just good at it. She's pretty good at it. She's okay at it. What? She's good at it. <laughs> she's better than he Wait. is. Who is it? I, I don't know. If it's not like a random Broadway person that he convinced to sing with him. She and Portia de Rossi have a birthplace in common. She's Australian. Yes. She's Australian. And a screaming queen would love to have her sing Is it on Nicole his Kidman? Yes, it's Nicole Kidman. <laughs> it's Nicole Kidman? Wait, he got Nicole... <laughs> he, got... he got Nicole Kidman to sing Say Something on his album A Song For You. He got Moulin Rouge singing Nicole Kidman to come out of singing retirement to sing Say Something, the song with Christina Aguilera and like, I don't even know what the band was called. Great a Blue whole new world. Great oh, Big World. Not... Great no. something with something else. Doesn't he sing You Raise Me Up, too? Like, Luke Evans' singing career, it's like watching a car crash, but you're like... <laughs> it's the corniest thing in the whole world. I want to read 
Rolling Stone's lead. From their story, Nicole Kidman and Luke Evans share emotional cover of X-Tina ballad Say Something. Quote, I already had that song in my head because I knew it would fit Nicole's voice very well and that I could blend our voices, Evans said. Just a, just brain dead. Okay. <laughs> On Wednesday, Luke Evans and Nicole Kidman released an emotional rendition of Aguilera and Great oh Big World's 2014 God. song Say Something. The cover from Evans is a song for you. Here's the two actors showcasing their stellar vocals over the sounds of strings and a piano as they sing, quote, and I will swallow my pride. You're the one that I love. And I'm saying goodbye. Say something. I'm giving up on you. <laughs> I just don't envy the person who had to write this blog. Why do you have to quote the lyrics? I guess it's like when there's nothing left to burn, you got to set yourself on fire. <laughs> <laughs> I have those lyrics quoted on a sweatshirt. <laughs> I know. That's your favorite band. Yeah, yeah, yeah. When I was thinking about artists to duet with on my new album, A Song For You, there was one person that was at the top of that list, and that was Nicole Kidman. Thankfully, she said yes. Oh, he said the full track list. It's all covers. Okay. And it's A Song For You, You Raise Me Up, <laughs> Horizons Blue, Bridge Over Troubled Water. Oh, my God. He's so corny. Say Something featuring Nicole Kidman. My Way, I assume, is not the Usher one. There's one other feature, and you're going to scream. Over the Rainbow, Calon Lan, I, I Can't Make, make You Love Me, which I can't wait to hear. Come What May featuring Charlotte Church. <gasps> That's amazing. The final three songs on this album are Everybody Hurts, Last Christmas, and Silent Night. <laughs> Isn't Come Everybody Hurts, Last <laughs> Christmas, Silent Night. <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> oh my God. Wait, I'm, wait, I'm sorry. Everybody Hurts, Last Christmas. <laughs> Silent Night. Who like designed the track list for this? Because things get crazy. This was all Luke Evans. Oh Only that brain can come God. up with this. Click to pre-order, please. I have to hear him sing Everybody, everybody hurts, hurts Last Christmas and Silent I, Night in a row. I need to hear Everybody Hurts. I need to hear him sing Everybody Hurts. Okay. You're listening to Who's There? A weekly call and show where we take your questions, comments, and concerns. You're listening to Luke Evans' Who new then? album, A Song for You. <laughs> <laughs> out of and now for tra- and now for track one <laughs> we will not be doing a patreon live listen on uh, midnight uh, november 4th although uh, we could uh, i'm doing kombucha girl right now we could <laughs> uh, <laughs> no i'm not staying up that later on a thursday ever again i would do a live listen to this album like over like over the album for patreon you know like i would like i would play it and have us kind of like experience it live technically live to tape you know Live to tape. I listen to it at 9 a.m. I'm not listening to that at midnight, you know? <laughs> Taylor said, meet me at 9 a.m. <laughs> <laughs> it's really not as appealing. We have to play some calls. Say something. Meme time, meme time. Uh, sorry if this is weird. I'm trying to, I was listening to the Friday episode, and right now I'm trying to figure out how this hotel iron works. Um, but you were talking about if Jack Harlow knows who Topanga is, and I'm so, I, I can't believe I have this information in my brain. He does. Um, I think she's in one of his music videos, so she definitely, he definitely knows who Daniel Fischel is. And unfortunately, I know that um, he was kind of early in his career on her husband, Jensen Karp, the, the shrimp, cinnamon toast crunch, uh, allegedly 
you know, you know, bad guy. Um, but he was on his podcast like years ago and is like friends with the family, I guess. Um, I think they're still like, they know each other. So he does know Topanga personally. I'm sorry for this call. Bad call. Don't play this. Crunch, crunch. Hi, Hi Weekly. Um, long time, long time. So I'm listening to you guys talk about, um, Jack Harlow and Danielle Fisher. And so wondering if he knows who Topanga is. He has to because, like, I'm only, I'm a little bit younger than him, but, like, in eighth grade, like, so I guess it was, like, 2014, Pretty Little Liars was, like, the show to watch, and I know he watched it because he talked about it. And so that show was on at 8 o'clock on ABC Family. Um, and it's, like, the only time I've ever watched appointment television. And right before that was Boy Meets World that played from, like, 3 to 7 on ABC Fam. And so in order to be sure that you were, like, on time to watch For the Little Liars, you obviously had to watch the end of Boy Meets World and watch, like, I don't know, like, them getting inducted into cults and stuff. So Jack Harlow definitely does know who Topanga is because he was a fan of Pretty Little Liars when it was on, and Boy Meets World was on right before PLL on Tuesdays. So he probably does. Um, I do, even though I don't know any of the other characters' names. All right. Crunch, crunch, bye. Okay, so I'm glad you played this call and not just other calls being like they've met because our our assumption was, yes, they know each other, but does he know Topanga? Like that was kind of what we were talking about. I I feel like people were like, oh, they've literally like been in your, he was on her, she was on his album or something for promo or like whatever. Which we didn't know when we talked about it. I thought it was as simple as he's too young. He just doesn't have any familiarity with Boy Meets World. But I like this call because she was like, no, I don't know what Boy Meets World is and I don't know any other characters. But somehow Topanga as a character and and what's her face? What's even her name? I already forgot. Danielle Daniel Fischel has Fischl. like overcome the stigma of Boy Meets World being an old show for for old people, you know? Because she had to watch the tail end of it before watching Pretty Little Liars on ABC Family. <laughs> <laughs> Incredible. So if Jack Harlow was watching other things on ABC Family, we love up. that. I absolutely love that. I absolutely love that. Once again, blame syndication. Yes. I never want to talk about Jack Harlow and Danielle Fischel again. <laughs> <laughs> uh, this one's good though. This is interesting. Yeah. Say something. Hey, um, was just thinking about your question about why Rick Astley was at Rena Hees wedding rick astley is married to british producer lean bowsinger bowsinger i don't know but she produced the film the broken which lena Headey started in 2008 so that's probably why he was there um hope that's helpful bye this is the answer it has to be finally a like actually believable good answer to this i still don't bobby saying that he performed is not doing it for me this is the answer for <laughs> sure for sure the producer of a movie lena heady starred in 2008 lena bowsager i know what you're sorry, gonna read i know what you're gonna read she played a gina mcveigh a young and beautiful radiologist <laughs> <laughs> i knew you, you were gonna, gonna read, read that. that i knew you were gonna read that exact <laughs> sentence a young, a and, young beautiful and beautiful radiologist. radiologist. 
you ask me a recommendation for a doctor, I recommend Lita Heedy, who is a young and beautiful radiologist. When you were asking for my for a recommendation for a primary care physician over the weekend, you're like, "Who's your, do you like your doctor?" And I was like, "I love my doctor." The first thing I said was, "Well, first of all, young. he's young and he's beautiful." And beautiful. <laughs> He also listens. He he is a radiologist. (laughs) He's really really kind. (laughs) Yeah, I would say young and beautiful are the last things on a list of things I need from a doctor. If my doctor's young and beautiful, I'm finding a new one, no offense. Right, that's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. No, I want my doctor to be old and decrepit. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) No, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. Say something. Portia de Rossi is Australian. But iconically, her real name is Amanda Lee Rogers. She just changed her name to Portia de Rossi just for fun. She just reinvented herself. Uh, she got it from Shakespeare, I think. She just went full Italian with it, but she's not Italian. Uh, she is Australian. She's not American. She's not Canadian. She's not Italian. She has a fake name, Amanda Lee Rogers, Australian. French, French. Hey, Bobby, Lindsay, to me. Um, I'm calling because I had to stop the pod. You guys are talking about um, Portia de Rossi, and it's really funny because my partner and I are re- are watching for the first time. Good, and we did a deep dive on Portia de Rossi only to find out she's working Australian, and we had no idea. And I think from what I read, like, I don't even think you can find interviews necessarily, or maybe you can find interviews with her with her Australian accent because it sounds like she got trained out of it. So, like, I thought she was Canadian, too. And then seeing that she's Australian, it just, like, blew my mind. Anyways, um, be angry. See you. Did she get trained or did she sell it to the devil so she could marry Ellen DeGeneres and live a very wealthy life? Well, my my main thing was like, okay, well, maybe she was born in Australia and she moved somewhere else when she was young. It's like, you know, um, like anyone who grows up all sorts of places and they always have really interesting accents. And it's like, oh, well, that's because my family moved around a lot. Like Portia doesn't even have that. No, she moved to L.A. and she met the devil. And the devil said, if you get, sell me your Australian accent, I will give you marriage to Ellen DeGeneres and you can do whatever you want. I can't believe she changed her name from Amanda Rogers to Portia De Rossi, but then she had to take on DeGeneres. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> like she didn't even get to keep the name yeah. that she worked so hard to change it to. Yeah. She got the Ally McBeal role in 1998, 1997, so she was like 24, but she fully grew up, She's came so of age, that. went to college, went to law school in Melbourne, like in yeah. Australia. It's crazy. And she changed it because there's a character in Shakespeare, Portia, from The Merchant of Venice, and De Rossi, because I was an Australian and thought it was an exotic name that would suit me more than Amanda Rogers. That's kind of iconic that she just pulled that out of her ass. <laughs> <laughs> what would you if you had to change your name? What would you change it to? Portia De Rossi. I would change it to Portia De Rossi. <laughs> Clearly, it worked out for her. Okay. What would you change your name to? I don't know. I'd probably change it to Amanda Lee Rogers, just as a <laughs> gag, <laughs> and then the true heads would know. Amanda Lee Rogers. Well, remember when I was like Portia De Rossi? That's an Australian name, right? <laughs> Turns out, no. Say something. Hi, it's me again. I'm calling back about uh, Adrian's drink. 
Um, so I did the math. I plugged it into a calculator. So, yes. So the base drink itself is going to be probably like $7.30. And then I did sales tax in Los Angeles because I'm assuming that's where she is right now. Um, and that's like uh, 9.5% sales tax. So you multiply that by like 1.1. Overall, it's about an $8 drink. So, yeah, it's pretty expensive. So good job, Lindsay. Uh, <laughs> thanks. Uh, crunch, crunch. I said it was more expensive. You were like, oh, that's only like a whatever drink. I was like, that's an $8 or $9 drink. We literally have boots on the ground. Our friend Ray, friend of the pod, friend of ours, went to a Starbucks in Atlanta today and ordered a venti iced chai tea latte with sweet cold foam, coconut Vanilla sweet cold foam. (laughs) Vanilla sweet cold foam. Sorry, I don't work at Starbucks. Coconut milk. (laughs) One pump of what? Cinnamon Dark syrup? caramel sauce. Okay. Dark caramel sauce and cinnamon powder on top. Do you work at Starbucks? No, I mean, these, these are abbreviations that are very clear. Yeah, but they're great. One pump added dark caramel sauce, then a Why topping of cinnamon powder. Why don't just write it out? I'm sorry, you're going to write, you you don't you can't write foam, you're going to write FM? What's the difference there at that point? <laughs> and she said it was $8.60, and she used points that were expiring. Okay, I, that's great for her, but does that help us figure out how much this drink is? We makes us it, we figure out this drink is over eight dollars. It's over eight dollars. Yeah, it's over eight dollars yeah. for sure. Someone else sent us. I think it was eight dollars and thirty cents. They typed in Adrian's drink into the Starbucks app, and it was over eight dollars. So Told this you. is an expensive drink. This is an expensive that's drink. Nuts. Yeah. But you know what? She earned her money, and she can spend it however she wants to. Adrian Bylon Houghton. Our friend okay? Ray. Yeah, that's right. Ray too. No one has more points than Ray. <laughs> no one has more no points than No one has Ray. more points than our friend Ray. No one. And I'm not just talking Starbucks points. I'm talking any business, any uh, any financial uh, opportunity uh, that offers points. Uh, Ray's maxed out the points. <laughs> if the point systems go away, blame Ray. Every company that instigates a point system is fearful of customers like Ray. <laughs> there will be a... Top 0.001% of customers who will take advantage of our point system. And Ray is the person everyone fears. In Ray's lifetime, she will take down 5 to 15 companies that have point systems. <laughs> Dunkin' Donuts changed their points because of Ray. Because of Ray. Starbucks is about to. Look out. <laughs> Look out. Ray's going to find a way to game the system. Okay. <laughs> Stop. Stop. Ray's going to kill us. Ray's not going to kill us. Ray's going to love it. Say something. Hey, Who Weekly. Uh, long time, long time. I just wanted to call um, because I was scrolling Twitter and Bryce Dallas Howard um, announced that she is voicing Yaddle, wife Yoda, um, in the upcoming Tales of the Jedi on Disney+. Plus. Um, and so I I was shocked. I didn't know this, this show was happening. I'm wondering if you have any more intel, any other Who's that are um, in the cast, this is a great Hui behavior. It's animated, um, but she's looking fierce as Yaddle, wife of Yoda. Um, I'd love to hear thoughts. Crunch, crunch. She's looking, she's just, she's just a Yoda with red hair. Wait, she's just, she's just a Yoda with a red wig on? <laughs> well, she's animated. They put a red wig on the Yoda and they're like, it's Bryce Dallas Howard. No, I do not. But the wisdom of the council is to be cautious until we know more. Hold on. She's doing like a 
mm, like Taylor's oldest time voice. Like she's like doing like she's giving Angela. Like what is she? What old lady voice is she doing? She's giving like a witch or something. Uh, I don't understand what she's doing, but I just can't deal with seeing Bryce Dallas Howard tweet, meet Yaddle in Tales of the Jedi, voiced by me, Squeal, streaming this Wednesday, October 26th, only on Disney+. Plus. Thank you, Dave Filoni, for making this dream come true. Star Wars, The Clone Wars. I didn't know Yoda had a si- sister? Yoda has a sister? Mom? Uncle? A female version of the species that the cousin? iconic Yoda character comes from, who first appeared in the franchise's prequel trilogy. Wait, and Yoda talks in riddles, and she just talks normal? What is there to say about Yaddle? Bryce Dallas Howard is playing Yaddle. This is very Zendaya as Michi, but like even weirder. I can't believe they slapped a red wig. Why is she red hair? Is that why they chose chose <laughs> Bryce? Did they choose the hair after they chose Bryce? Like what is going on? I bet you they chose the hair because of Bryce. People are going to think that Yaddle is Jessica Chastain. <laughs> They're going to think Yaddle think is she's Amy, Amy Adams. Adams. They're going to think Yaddle is Isla Fisher. Why make it confusing? I hate Star Wars. We've literally lost the plot of Star Wars. Like our culture, we've lost the plot. It's over. It's done. Enough. Enough. Because Yaddle does appear in the prequel trilogy. And here's a screenshot of Yaddle right here. And Yaddle's hair is not red. And she's looking not like somebody I'd want to play if I was Bryce Dallas Howard. I wouldn't be like, sign me up to play that thing. Let me describe Yaddle as Yaddle appeared in the prequel trilogy. Yaddle looks like a doctor I'd trust. (laughs) Okay. Like. (laughs) That's Yaddle in the prequel trilogy. Yaddle is neither young nor beautiful. Is that what you're trying to say? <laughs> I I have to read this again. Yaddle stood up to evil until the very end, which according to Filoni is very Bryce. <laughs> At what point in Bryce Dallas Howard's life has she stood up to evil until the very end? It doesn't count if you're, she's standing up to dinosaurs in the Jurassic World trilogy. You know, like. I'm so sick of this. I'm so sick of this. We have to move on. But yes, Bryce Dallas Howard is Yaddle. You can stop calling about it. That's just how it is. Say something. Okay. I'm positive that I've talked about this before, but I'm feeling like now's my moment. Can we please talk about Sophia Wiley, my queen? School for Good and Evil. Definitely a who absolutely slays on High School Musical, the musical, the series and took over for, like, the ingenue lead lady part, like, when Olivia left, kind of took over seamlessly. And this girl, like, acts down. Like, she is so young, but, like, I am telling you, she's going to give you, like, feels in these scenes. Like, in High School Musical, Musical, the series, like, she's really giving great performance. And now that she is stacked against all of these, you know, tried and true sort of, like, legends of the screen in the new Paul Feig movie, I'm like... What do we think her trajectory is? Because for me, I feel like she's kind of like guaranteed them done in at least a decade. But, you know, crush, crush. I feel like this caller is so passionate about this person because they exist in a world that we don't exist in. This does not come up in my world at all. I've never heard of it once. All these actors that we actually pay attention to a lot, I've never heard of them even talking about or like promoting this movie or show. Is it a movie or a show? It's a movie on Netflix directed by Paul Feig. Literally never heard of it once. It stars some younger actors including the person that we're talking about Sophia Wiley who was the star of High School Musical the musical the series on Disney Plus but it also stars Kate Blanchett, Patti LuPone, Charlize Theron, Kerry Washington, Lawrence Fishburne and Michelle Yeoh. 
despite that, I haven't heard a single word about this movie that exists, that is out, that is directed by the director of Bridesmaids and Spy and The Heat, etc. A, a simple favor, it's a your fave. movie or something? I guess. But Timmy says that he's seen people talk about it on his Twitter. So there's this whole sphere. But this movie came out a year ago, and Sophia Wiley has not made a, a no, boop since. So it, it I don't didn't think come what out you're a year. It is... came out a week ago. Oh. <laughs> is she Noah Wiley's daughter? No, she's not. Spelled completely differently. Oh, okay. She's brand new, but the thing the caller said, so the reason the caller is so excited about this person, Sophia Wiley, and is like, I think this person is going to be a them in the next 10 years. Okay, well. Is because they took over. That's a lot of faith in our podcast existing in 10 years. Because <laughs> once we're dead, that term goes with us. <laughs> she was she was an understudy for Olivia Rodrigo's character in High School Musical, the musical, the series. Like in the universe of the show, an understudy for her. Then when Olivia Rodrigo got way too famous for High School Musical, the musical, the series, she stepped in and became like the lead girly at the high school. So she's essentially the star of High School Musical, the musical, the series. Okay, that's interesting. And so she's the new Olivia Rodrigo. Right. And she is the person who is in the central love triangle of High School Musical, the musical, the series between her... Joshua Bassett and I believe Matt Cornett is the other one mm-hmm. who's in the love triangle. It's for sure Joshua How old Bassett. Is she? Joshua Bassett or Matt Cornett? No. Sophia Wiley. Matt Cor- Sophia Wiley's 18. Okay. Joshua Bassett is, I think, like 22, 21. I'm so sick of Joshua Bassett. So Sophia Wiley is the lead girly of High School Musical, the musical, the series. And she's the star of a new Paul Feig movie that Lindsay and I had not heard of until it was already out, despite the fact that it stars a billion thems. But it also got, like, not great reviews. It stars thems and then also Sophia Wiley and Sophia Ann Caruso, another Sophia I don't really know, another young Sophia. And it's an Mm -hmm. adaptation of a YA series that people seem to really like. So I guess, like... If you're in any of those spheres, I guess this would be big news. Exactly. I try and not pay attention to Netflix movies if I can, unless like truly something happens and it's like, you know, blonde or something. The other, God, (laughs) the other Sophia who is in this movie who we're not really talking about is a theater actor first. She originated the Lydia Dietz role of Beetlejuice. Oh, that's why I've heard her name. Yeah, that's why okay, you've heard got the it, name got it, got it, got it, got it, got it, got it. Well, okay, like yeah, yeah. I've I've been in like a TikTok realm of of musicals in a, sometimes. I got myself out of it. I was in it. I was like, oh god, I got it myself out. But like while I was in it, I got a lot of Matilda girlies, and I got a lot of I got a lot of her the the Beetlejuice girlies. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I feel like we don't have much to add here, but I'm I, I just have to reiterate why I think this call is sort of interesting. This sure, person. Go for it was like a diehard Sophia Wiley stan who was like, how could you not be thrilled? I've called about her before. Why are you not talking about this girly? She starred in all these shows that we don't watch. And yet it seems like this caller's passion is being understood by, I guess, the powers that be because they're putting her in all these sort of like big positions. They just don't overlap with our interests. But I do believe the caller in that she is positioned for success here. She has 2.8 million followers on Instagram. So that's Uh impressive. And they have a profile in the Times that came out on the 21st, a week ago. The two of them. Mm -hmm. The stars of the School of Good and Evil share a name, but that's not all. So, like, she is places that we might come across her, but I just didn't click on any of these things. I've never heard of the School for Good and Evil, you know? Mm -hmm. She doesn't have as many, like connections to things we would know because i'm now i'm looking at like 
oh, were there any like connections to other people? Is she like BFF mm -hmm. with any like one that we pay attention to or no? No. And it's kind of like, no, like, no, you know? No. It's not like, oh, she's Olivia's best friend. Oh, she's really good friends with the Apatow girlies. Like, no, not at all. Right. I was like, am I missing something about her that I, and I'm even looking at the Google questions, you know, sometimes they'll like give you a, give you a hint or whatever. Mm -hmm. No, mm -hmm. not even. No. And I was like, is there nepotism there? Like, is her family in the business, so to speak or whatever? No. No. Yeah. And I think that that sort of like shakes us when a young actor who's getting a lot of attention is not the child of anyone famous. It's sort of like, mm -hmm. wait, what's happening here? That's and that sucks, right? I mean, that's so. No, it's 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 bad that we expect that. Right. Right. Mm -hmm. Right. 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 But yeah, she's just a non-Nepo baby who is, uh, according to this caller, up and coming and will be a them in 10 years. I believe the caller. Sure. I believe her. I believe her. You know, I've tried lots of things to get me to go to sleep in the past, you know, few years. Just a little bit of just a little bit of a push. You've got your melatonin, you got your various things, but I've found that of all the things, a little bit of CBD, a little bit of CB distillery, that's getting me goes a long way. getting me conked right out <laughs> and, and sleeping through the night. It really is. I love CB distillery. They have not all their products are for sleep, some That's are for true. relaxation, but like, I love the sleep ones. They say, shh. Those gummies they sent us, I was in a chill vibe all day when I took two of those. They're good ass gummies. <laughs> They're good ass gummies. No, you were. You were like, you were like, I took CBD earlier today and I feel chill. I'm like not operating heavy machinery on those things. You know what I mean? I'm in a good place. Heavy machinery? <laughs> what did I say? <laughs> you said heavy machinery, which is good. I like that. I know what you meant. <laughs> CB Distillery's targeted formulations are made from the highest quality, clean ingredients. They all caps the clean, which means you know it's clean. No fluff, no fillers, just effective CBD solutions designed to help support your health. In two non-clinical surveys, 81% of customers experienced more calm, 80% said CBD helped with pain after physical activity, and an impressive 90% said they slept better with CBD, and I'm among those 90%. So if you struggle with a health concern and haven't found relief, make the change like we did to CB Distillery. And with over 2 million customers and a solid 100% money-back guarantee, CB Distillery is the source to trust. Hooligans have a 20% discount to get you started. Visit cbdistillery.com and use code WHO, W-H-O, for 20% off. That's cbdistillery.com, code WHO, cbdistillery.com. I was in Florida this past weekend, and guess what was the talk of the town? Your mom's aura frame? The aura frame. The aura frame kept, it was scrolling through every photo. I was like, oh, oh, there's that. Oh, there's that. Oh, there. I'm like, where'd they get that photo? There's always a photo where I'm like, where'd they get that photo? How'd they get that photo? I don't know where my mom gets the gifts that she sends me. Like when she <laughs> sends me a text gift, I'm like, where did you find that? And sometimes I look at her aura frame and I'm like, where did you download this? No, I'm like, where did you get this photo from? Whose Instagram did you steal this photo off of? You know? They love to steal from, and they love to just screenshot and not yeah. crop. So it'll just oh. be like a cropped iPhone it'll just be photo a full that's Instagram. on the aura frame. Exactly, with it. comments and everything. It'll just be on, <laughs> it'll be zoomed in sometimes so it's extra blurry. But you know what? That's how easy it is to get the photos on the aura frame because my parents can figure out how to do it. Do they do yes. it well? No, but do they do it? Yes. And the other thing that's great about aura frames, when you give them to your mom, your mother, a mother in your life, a mother mm -hmm. figure, it's a great Mother's Day gift, whoever the mother in your life is. You can connect it to your oh, yeah. Aura app and, and you, you can, can just photos. send them photos. You right. can, if they approve it, you can just put photos and kind of troll them and have fun and put random photos. I do it to Lindsay sometimes. Yeah, he does. Um, you can do it to your mom. My mom gave me access because she likes putting you gotta be careful. photos. You got to be a little careful with that, but you, you, should, you could do it, but you should do you it. You got to be a little bit careful. 
But you Aura frames are Wi-Fi connected and they come with unlimited storage because it's all in the cloud. So you can share as many photos as you want from your phone to mom's frame. Not only will she be grateful, it's not another sweater. She'll love that an Aura frame means she gets to see more of you. So right now, Aura has a great deal for Mother's Day. Listeners can save on the perfect gift by visiting AuraFrames.com to get $30 off plus free shipping on their best-selling frame. That's A-U-R-A-Frames.com. Use code WHO at checkout to save. Terms and conditions apply. Say something. Hi, LBT. Um, I believe this is the third time I called to ask about this. Um, and I don't plan on stopping anytime soon. But who is Ice Spice? Who is Ice Spice? I see pictures of her everywhere. I don't get it. I, like, I see that Rihanna's releasing music and everyone's joking about how, oh, Ice Spice is releasing music, but who is Ice Spice? Like, is, is there anything I need to know about her besides the fact that she sampled SpongeBob in her latest song? Because I saw that, but not because I wanted to. Um, I feel like she seems like a very nice lady. But I feel like there's something here. I really feel like there's something here. So, yeah. Who is Ice Spice? Crunch Crunch. Tim Tebow lesbian. I feel like in some circles we would be late to Ice Spice. But in some mm-hmm. circles we're like way too early on Ice Spice. Does that make sense? Because it's like I heard her mentioned in like a podcast a few weeks ago. But like the New York Times music critic should know about people more faster than me right so like that felt really early she's three songs on spotify or something but one single her new single like comes out literally today her follow-up single comes out today or tomorrow sorry it's the 28th that it comes out the, maybe like the today day for the listeners to today for the right. listeners and so it's called bikini bottom how... and i was like does that sample spongebob and it does <laughs> but munch like the song that she blew up with is huge because it's everywhere it's right so like people are really into this song it's drill but it's fun like drill music cannot be as fun but it's like fun it's like fun drill so the idea is like she kind of came up with this like light drill song that's like really catchy I think like Drake co-signed it and flew her out to like hang out or something I love her because she's like she's a redhead and she's giving like Annie like she gives Annie a little bit and I love it bitch on my body I get what I please you know my body I do it with ease he with my body he's telling me please I'm walking past me sniffing my breeze he jacking me but he not my boo he like the jewelry I wear on my boobs how can I link you when I got a shoe don't want your love I just want the blue she's fun like she seems really really fun and she is new so so, like, there's not a lot of information. She's, like, from New York. She got, like, quote, unquote, famous on TikTok because she did, like, kind the Bust Challenge or whatever. Yeah. And then she the launched her challenge. music career in the past few years. But she's, like, actually quite good. And Munch is, like, extremely catchy. Honestly, I think No Clarity is catchy. But that's because I was a huge fan of the original Clarity that she, <laughs> that she sampled. She sampled Clarity with her song No Clarity. <laughs> you did me third. Because what did I do? Like, I fucked up your bro. But also, she might be dating Stranger Things actor Caleb McLaughlin. <laughs> They're dating. Sorry, that's so crazy. I trust the blogs. They're dating. According to an insider, the pair have been seeing each other for a few weeks. Okay, I don't know when this was published. It is new and also intense. End of September. 
God, I can't wait to hear her SpongeBob song. I'm mad that like you, the listener, could hear it now, and like I, the not listener, am in the past, and I can't hear it now. We can't hear it, but it's like it must sample or reference SpongeBob. A because she's funny. B she uses the pineapple in her no, promo she knows for it. What so she's it's doing. like she, she knows, knows what, she's, what doing. she's doing. So even if it's yeah. not sampling the SpongeBob theme or she doesn't reference SpongeBob and Squidward and Patrick in her lyrics, like she knows right. that people are going to assume that because she's using the fucking pineapple in her tweets about it. But also people are really excited about like the type of song that Munch is. Who wrote about this? Uh, Rolling Stone said the song infuses the melodies of the already dominant New York drill sound with a certain spice. Munch is bringing the fun out of drill, she says. It was a little serious before, a little violent sometimes, which is cool. I'd be bumping that rah-rah shit all day, but Munch definitely brought out the zesty side of it. I want everybody to feel like a baddie. So she's kind of like infusing some like Megan the Stallion vibes into this genre of rap that was not necessarily welcoming to that. Her real name is Isis also, which is cute. Yeah, her name is Isis Gaston. Isis Gaston. <laughs> Turning your name from Isis to Isis also extremely funny. <laughs> Isis to Ice is. Yeah, got it. Okay, got it. It's giving Portia de Rossi. <laughs> it's giving Portia de Rossi. Say something. Hey, BLT. Long time, long time. You're probably going to get a million calls about this. Or maybe you're going to get like one call and it's going to be this one. But there's a new Eminem. And... It is, she's purple, and if you look up Eminem's website, you can learn some fun things about her, like her favorite workout routine. She said, does running late count? I think you guys should look into this. All right, ga 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 bye. Lindsay, what do you have to say about the purple Eminem? <laughs> I love that the, the Eminem is really trying to, like, distract us from the fact that they changed the green M&M's shoes <laughs> from white pumps to like cute sneakers. <laughs> she went from femme to butch. And then they said, we're going to add another femme M&M, a femme M. A femme M. I mean femme. A femme M. A femme M. A femme M. Yeah. And we're going to make her purple. And we're going to be like, oh, she's like creative or whatever. She's known for self-expression, but she's not even in the package. She's not in the package unless you buy her online. So they literally put her on the package for... I hate that. God, they put her on the package for which one? It's the cold brew one. Yeah. Caramel cold brew M&M's. That's her first flavor. And she's on the package holding an iced coffee well, with like you some know sort what of holding. oat milk She's holding swirl. the $9. She's, she's holding the $9. Holding the $9 Adrian Bailon coffee. <laughs> she's, it's, her, it's the size of her. <laughs> Good luck with that, you know? Honestly, for $9, I want a coffee the size of my midsection. Okay. It's, it is a, it's a torso coffee. <laughs> but there's not a purple M&M in the bag. Wait, read the... Wait, wait. As for her personality, M&M parent company Mars writes, designed to represent acceptance and inclusivity, our newest member is known for earnest self-expression, keen self-awareness, <laughs> authenticity, <laughs> and confidence are the driving forces behind purple's charm and quirky nature. Yeah. She's an M&M, guys. What the fuck? And keep in mind, they call M&M's the, like the red one and the yellow one and the blue one and the sexy green one, former, the artist formerly known as a sexy green one. 
they call them spokes candies, which is so funny. So they're like, we have a new spokes candy and she's purple. And then they have to write like a 500 word press release about it. And then it says, our purpose story is just getting started. And the introduction of our newest M&M spokes candy is the next chapter as the brand continues to delight fans with a fun way only M&Ms can. It's crazy that they're like, this M&M represents inclusivity, but we're not going to include her inside the package. Like, get it together. And she's shaped as though she has a peanut inside. Does she? There's no way to know because she's not in the package. I've never bit her. They gave her a whole music video. She's voiced by Amber Ruffin, who sings about like, gotta be me. I'm the Eminem or whatever. I'm just gonna be me. I'm just gonna be me. Nothing else I can be but a purpley peanut shaped chocolate candy. She's really peanut shaped. Oh, hello. I'm just gonna be me. She's just gonna be Sort of cheesy. Oh, I might say the wrong word. You might say I'm awkward. And hey, I would agree. She's pretty awkward. I just find it upsetting that she's not in the package. I can't eat this purple M&M. And also yeah. that they fucked with the iconically queer green M&M. Well, they don't talk about her sexuality. I think Mars has really been like, we are not talking about our candy sexualities anymore. Not that they did in the first place, but they really are steering away with the conversation. But here's the thing. Purple is a throwback, technically, because there used to be purple M&Ms. When M&Ms came out, oh there were purple okay. M&Ms. History lesson. The original, I did. I had to do M&Ms history search. Yeah, when M&Ms first came out, this is from a reported piece in Teen Vogue that I learned this, which is hilarious. Um, Thank so it's you. in the Teen Vogue voice. When M&Ms first came out in 1941, the colors were red, yellow, green, brown, purple. Then eight years later, they were like, we're not going to do purple anymore. So they got rid of purple. Then in the 90s, they were like, we got to add a new color. We're going to do a contest. And they did a call-in contest that I definitely called in. And it was, you choose between blue, pink, or purple. It was a big thing. It was advertised everywhere. I definitely you voted for this. blue. I remember you voting vo- for blue. Why'd you vote for blue? I thought it was, I was really into blue at the time. Mm, interesting. Blame gender socialization. So I was like, blue, 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 blue. So <laughs> I, I vote, will. <laughs> I vote for blue. Yeah. Blue wins. Oh my and god. If we get you blue, won? we're so happy. Blue won. Oh I won. Okay. I won. Blue. And then purple, we forget about purple. So they've been trying to bring purple back for like 20 years at this point. Sure, but when you bring them back, you have to put the candy in the bag. Like I'm just so put the candy in the bag. <laughs> or at least give us a new bag with her in it. She's not even mm-hmm. in her her iconically basic new flavor, caramel cold brew. That's so basic, by the way, that flavor. Oh, my God. I got to try it, though. I got to try it, though. I guess. But here's the thing. When blue came out, they replaced a color. So they got rid of tan, and then they replaced tan with Who blue. Who would put tan in there in the first place? Because they had brown and tan for a really long time, and then people were like, why do we have brown and tan? We talked about this in the podcast. Oh, my I know. God. We talked about this on the podcast. No, I know that. But what I'm saying is, okay. is purple going to replace something, or is purple just going blue to be brand new? All. We don't know. We don't know. Okay. Why are M&M colors one of our like main topics? Whatever. It's fine. It's okay. I don't know. I wonder how much money Amber Ruffin, like Amber Ruffin, if you're listening, call in. I want to know exactly how much, how much money, money you got paid to do this. I know. Do you owe them, like, do you have to, like, travel around dressed as purple M&M and, like, do some appearances? Tell us, you know? I bet she can voice this M&M for, like, a decade. This is just, like, consistent work. I mean, TBD on how long. They keep on changing it up because they're getting shook, you know? Mm-hmm. I can't. I still can't believe they changed Green's footwear. I'll never forget. They gave, took away her pumps. 
They took away her pumps and they replaced them with sneakers, but look at Pink's at Purple's footwear. They're like trendy, chunky boots. She'd been wearing pumps for decades. She was fine. <laughs> she didn't need pump. She didn't need you to change her footwear to sneakers. Maybe she developed plantar fasciitis or something. <laughs> I will say Purple's wearing like kind of chic on trend white combat boots. It's still giving mm-hmm. like queer bicycle, It's giving queer. You know? It's giving yeah. queer. It's giving yeah. alternative lifestyle. <laughs> yeah, it really is giving that. Like, are those docs, you know? Do I see docs? Are those, like, maybe docs? Okay, we can move on. Say something. Does Jake Lacey know who Steve Lacey is? Sorry. Crunch, crunch. Jake Lacey. Does he know who Steve Lacey is? This is an iconic generation divide of names, I have to say. It's like the hot new singer whose song is blowing up on TikTok that everybody mm-hmm. loves and Jake Lacey, the like guy in the movies that like only 30-somethings have seen. <laughs> but like all of them. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? <laughs> um, I think yes. I think Jake Lacey is still at the age where he's like trying to be cool. He's trying to keep up with things. I mean, Steve Lacey is pretty all over like this. If if Jake Lacey has Spotify, he's encountered Steve Lacey because yeah. he's kind of all over those playlists, those curated playlists. Yeah, I think that's a good way of putting it. And Jake Lacey definitely uses Spotify. We haven't really talked about Steve Lacey, have we? Yeah, we did we a segment. We did a full segment. segment on Steve Lacey. Didn't we no, cut we, him? we kept it. No, we kept it. Oh, good for him. Okay. We did a full segment on Steve Lacey. Okay, moving on. So Jake Lacey knows who Steve Lacey is. However, they didn't ask this, but does Steve Lacey know who Jake Lacey is? I'm going to say no. Uh, I don't know. I think he might be like, oh, Uh, that guy. I don't think a lot of people know who Jake Lacey is. Maybe. Maybe he saw Obvious Child. I don't know. He seems like he may have watched The White Lotus. He may have watched The White Lotus. But I don't think that people know his name, you know? Jake Lacey. Jake Lacey. It's like, oh, that guy. guy. Yeah. He is one of the most that guy, that guys of this generation. Like, he really did become one of the main that guys. Uh, we don't really have a lot of that guys anymore because everybody Mm-mm. is kind of niche. And so it's a lot about, it's a lot of like, who is that? But we, but there, that means there's less that guys where you have seen them before and know them, but don't know who they is. Not just like, mm-hmm. don't know who they, they are. There's a thin line. I'm trying to define it, but there's a thin line. He's one of the greatest that guys of this generation. One of the most prolific that guys of this generation. He really is. For sure. He really is. Did you see Justin Long is coming back around as that guy? I'm like, bitch, no, he's, he's been that Justin guy for Long. so long. <laughs> he's Justin Long. He's not that guy. He's Justin Long. He's too Justin Long to be that guy. He is. He is. And now that Barbarian is. is on HBO Max, I think a whole new group of people are seeing HBO Max. Uh, well, everyone's Barbarian calling him a, like, a scream queen. And I'm like, yes, drag him to hell. I love it. Say something. Does Lydia Tarr know who Charlie D'Amelio is? Crunch, crunch. Does Lydia Tarr know who Charlie D'Amelio is? Lydia Tarr, a fake... A fictional <laughs> composer. composer. <laughs> no. Charlie D'Amelio is. Uh, I mean, we've done worse. I think no. Having Now that we've both seen Tarr, I think, I'm, I, think I can confidently say Lydia Tarr does not know who Charlie D'Amelio is. I would say like 150% no. She doesn't know that robot. <laughs> but like, does her kid, like in Tarr, she does have a kid. Oh, uh, what's her name? Uh, is uh, Lydia Tarr's uh, child. Lydia, but you know what? Lydia, Lydia Tarr's kid has n- no access to TikTok. She's definitely not allowed to use TikTok. 
Lydia Tar's kid is not. Yeah, Lydia Tar- Tar's kid is not allowed to use Twitter. Is not, not allowed to all. open Hulu. No. Lydia Tar's kid can only listen. Doesn't to Doesn't even vinyl. know Netflix exists. Exists. No. Yeah. Lydia Tar's yeah. kid can only. Oh, can only. What is her name? Pret. Pret. Uh, Petra. 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 Petra's not allowed. Petra's not allowed to know. Petra's not exposed. Maybe at school, a friend has been like, "Look at this," but then Petra's like, "No, my moms don't approve." The kid played Charlie D'Amelio's new single for Petra, and Petra was like, "This is not music, as I know music. It's not. It's not. Yeah. It's not." Yeah. The only person in the Tar universe who knows who Charlie D'Amelio is is that cellist girly. <laughs> that <Are you> cellist <laughs> girly. The cellist girly definitely has like watched a couple episodes of the D'Amelios. Yeah. No, She's definitely she hasn't. Watched. Yeah. Come like on. Like shoving her face with veal, being like, "Oh, this family's so weird." Stop with the <laughs> <Yeah>. veal. <laughs> okay. This family's so weird. Okay. All right. Say something. Hey, Who Weekly. Quick question. Spirit Halloween. Are they a them or are they a who? Crunch, crunch. Oh, my God. I think that there are them now. One, two, three, them. them. I think there are them. Yeah, because, like, in New York, we have, like, our kind of off-brand, like, Ricky's kind of was a Halloween thing for a while. Now is not. Spirit Halloween has kind of, like, stayed on as, like, the store, the Halloween store that pops up, you know? Yeah. The Halloween queen. I hate going in that store. It's too scary. I think they were just an East Coast thing at first, but now they're just, like, everywhere. And now they've become such a meme as well. And I think the proof in the fact that there are them is that... Now there's going to be this actual movie based on them. Kids getting oh, trapped we're in a gonna... spirit Halloween store. I'm going to cut <laughs> You're that You're going to cut the segment. <laughs> I think I think that there's going to be a movie based there's going to be a movie based on this store called Spirit Halloween the movie. I think that that's proof to me that there is confidence in the general awareness for the store. Listen, in 1999, they had 60 stores. Today, they have over 1000 locations. The pop-up retailer, they pop up. Yeah. They pop up and I think that's enough. They pop up in vacant space and open for about 60 to 90 days, opening in August mm-hmm. and usually closing two or three days after Halloween. It's giving the Halloween candy is on sale at Dwayne Reed. I love that. They just stay a few <laughs> more days, they say. They say, you sure? You done with us? You sure? <laughs> oh, my God. On April 11, 2022, it was announced that a film adaptation starring Christopher Lloyd and Rachel Lee Cook was in development with Strike Back Studios, hideout pictures, in particular crowd co-producing. Oh, my God. So there you go. And the way that they shot it is actually quite poetic and like on brand for Spirit Halloween. They shot it in an abandoned Toys R Us in Georgia. Oh, oh gorgeous. And that's exactly Beautiful. the sort of thing that turns into a Spirit Halloween. Incredible. Remember when we were doing... um, Marla Gibbs is ugh. in it as Grandma G. What were we... We were in LA last Halloween doing some show, a live show. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Oh my God. Yeah, we dressed as Scream. We dressed as Scream, and it was, like, such a big disaster. It was a huge disaster. My costume was such a horrible disaster. Ugh, but I had I to get fake blood. The whole time. Yeah. I had to get fake blood out of Spirit Halloween across from our Hampton Inn. <laughs> 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 and I had to walk to the Spirit Halloween, and there was a line. Yeah, there I remember you were so mad. fucking line to get into the Spirit Halloween. Well, it was And then Halloween. when I bought the blood, there was another line. So I left. <laughs> I was like, well, I can't get anything here because the lines, there are just too many lines. How did you get the blood again? Where'd you get it from then? You had blood. Avalos brought us blood. He brought me fake blood. Oh, true. true. Sweetie, he brought me I fake bought blood. a whole phone. I love that for he just had extra eBay. fake blood. I still have the phone prop. Does anybody need a phone prop? I have still have the props from this costume. 
and, and the my wig. Hair. No, I left the wig. Yeah, your hair it was a disaster. Say something. Is Zita Bontice a who or a them? Poor Bobby, Bobby Finger did his best. Crunch, crunch. <laughs> Not poor, poor Bobby, Bobby Finger, Finger did, did his, his best. best. Dita Bontice, who are them? I feel so weird this hard. about this. It's a really hard one because you'll say, oh, she's a who. Oh, she's kind of niche. But then she stars in a Taylor Swift music video and everybody's like, oh, I know Dita Von Teese. She's weirdly like the most famous burlesque performer. But what does that even mean? Like in I terms of I think that celebrity. might be enough. When you're but the number one like, of But she's also like she was married to Marilyn Manson. She yeah. like she yeah. has other things and she acts and stuff, but nothing like bigger than these little bit parts as burlesque performer. But she's the go-to one. Yeah. I guess you have to be a them if you're the number one known thing of a thing, which is burlesque, which people do know. You know what I mean? I think that might be it. Right? I think that might be it. Oh, man, I'd love for you to guess what her real name is. Uh, before, let's, before we get to her real name, one, two, three, them. them? I think she's. I think she is a them on a technicality. And I think that technicality is she's the themiest of her niche. Yeah, it's interesting though. It's an interesting thing. Okay, guess her name. Like her, like her government name. Her first name is like basic '80s. You know, it's giving um, Melrose Place. It's giving. It's giving now two one zero. It's giving '80s. Actually, like there's an iconic movie set in oh, the '80s. Oh, it's Heather. With it's Winona Heather. Ride. It's you got it. And her middle name. Um, it's, you know, it's Celine Dion's dead husband's name. <laughs> Renee. Okay. You're just telling me these answers. <laughs> and the last Heather name, Renee. um, is Halloween adjacent. It could be used to describe what you get on Halloween when you go trick or treating. Heather, Heather Renee. <laughs> Heather Renee, purple M&M. <laughs> Heather Renee. <laughs> Heather Renee it's Heather, Twix. It's, Heather it's Renee. Heather, it's Heather Renee. Fun Renee size sweet. three musketeers. It's Heather <laughs> Renee sweet. Oh, it's sweet. Heather Renee Sweet. Heather Renee Sweet. (laughs) Heather Renee Sweet was her original name, which actually kind of works. That's a cute name. Yeah. Right. But Dita Von Teese, like that, I hear that and I'm just like, I know what you do, you know? No, I mean, it's literally Dita Von Teese. Like she she is it. Yeah. She is it. I do love that she said, she stated in 2007, I don't understand why women feel the need to go into acting as soon as they become famous. But I suppose if the part was aesthetically correct, then maybe I would consider it. (laughs) She's like, (laughs) no. She's like, whatever. (laughs) Wait, she's in Don't Worry Darling as herself? When Did I miss this? What? Yeah, I forget when. She is in it. She's in Don't Worry Darling as herself. Is she just dancing? Oh, she's in... She's in that party scene where Harry's like dancing. Yeah, of course she is. And she's just there. I have okay. to say, That's putting so her in a stupid. scene like that is like cheap. That's dumb. Mm-hmm. That's dumb. Okay, last call. Mm-hmm. Say something. Hi, Who Weekly. Long time, long time. I was just wondering if you could rank the Gatorade flavors from who to them. I think, I mean, me personally, my them is white, um, like a white Gatorade. And then the biggest who, I had a strawberry one. Oh, terrible. Absolutely hooey. All right. Uh, crunch, crunch, slurp, slurp. Bye. 
The problem with the flavors of Gatorade is there's like so many of them, but I feel like we should only rank the ones that are like the ones that you see at the bodega. Like I don't want to know about the limited edition pink or like, you know, light blue or like light yellow or whatever. Absolutely not. And the only (laughs) flavors that you're getting at the bodega are, I'm sorry, lemon lime, blue, yellow, fruit punch. Yeah, we're we're doing them colors. White. Blue, yellow, red, white, orange. Do you ever get green? I've actually never had green. I've never seen a green. I've never seen a green. Not the bodega. I've never seen a green. At the the bodega, you will definitely see yellow, blue, red, orange, uh, white. I would say blue is the themiest. I feel like people are always requesting blue. Like, bring me a blue Gatorade. My favorite is red. I think it goes blue red with yellow at a close second and then white see i think that yellow still i don't think you can escape yellow's theminess i think yellow is number one it's like the original flavor what? i think that it's just i think that yellow what? gatorade is blue? just the yellow gatorade i think it's yellow blue and i think i, I, think, I they're think they're neck and blue. neck like you said think but i think it. that blue when is slightly below dump the gatorade on the sports guy at the game it's yellow it's always blue it's blue but gatorade's first flavor was yellow I don't care the history. So when they were the dumping, it was originally yellow. Gatorade yeah, dumped on Coach. The blue. G- Gatorade yeah, Gator- dumped I'm on Coach. Gatorade, dump on- Gatorade dumped on Coach. What colors are the Gatorades? Look, it's yellow all. It's it's piss all over these coaches. It's piss oh all God. over the coaches. I'm seeing blue. I'm You're seeing, seeing blue. One blue. I'm seeing purple. I'm seeing yellow. I'm seeing red. Okay, it's mostly yellow and orange. It's You're right. mostly yellow. Okay, you're right. It's piss all over the board. Okay, when you scroll through the photos, it's a lot of piss. You're right. It's, it's a, a lot, lot of piss. piss. It's a lot it's of piss. yellow than blue. I think that blue it's, is a better flavor than lemon lime, but I think that- Gatorade dumped on coach. <laughs> Gatorade dumped on coach. It is a tapestry you know you of yellow. You can bet on the Gatorade color that's dumped on the coach. There's like Wait, odds where? for that. Don't tell me about there's betting. There's like odds. <laughs> no, we're just saying there's like- <laughs> You can like bet one of the like novelty bets you can make is the color of the Gatorade that's like bu- that's like dumped on the coach uh, after they win. That's funny. That'd be funny if it's like, oh, did you hear Bobby's I guess broke? It's like a tradition. Uh, it's, it's, Bobby's it's broke. A Super he Bowl. lost all of his money in Gatorade shower betting. Oh, <laughs> Gatorade shower betting. Lol. He bet the he bet the farm on yellow and it was blue. <laughs> Josh, all of our savings, it's gonna go yellow. It's gonna go yellow. No, 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 no. Okay, so. But I think the reason the caller is calling about this is because someone used Emma Darcy in a meme where they say a Negroni Spagliato with Prosecco in it, but said a Gatorade dot 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 lemon lime dot 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 (laughs) or blue if they're out, (laughs) which is the. Okay, that goes with your theory. Like, it's such a perfect tweet. I can't get. It's like. It is it yeah. is absolute perfection. Okay. It captured the cadence of of their delivery. Yes, it captured it every single thing it about did. it. A Gatorade. It conjured a, a lemon lime person in bed or saying blue if they're out. <laughs> yes. Blue if they're out. <laughs> Begging for Gatorade hungover is like a tradition, you know. Mm-hmm. It is. And then people switch to Pedialyte for some reason, and it's like it's all electrolytes. I don't understand why suddenly everyone's like, no, it's Pedialyte, it's Pedialyte, it's Pedialyte. Well, it's I don't know why that's whatever's that available. My bodega has another version too. I always drink that. That was branding. So we have lemon lime at the top, that was then blue. That was branding. We have lemon lime at the top, then blue. Then do we go red, orange, or orange red? Red, is red orange. Red, and then orange. Clear. And then clear. clear. And then clear. Yo, clear Glacier. is so gross. 
glacier. I hate it. Ew. And then all the other flavors, no, you're out of here. All the other I think like the bonus top, flavors, like kiwi or something. Your top five, once again, we go yellow, <laughs> blue, <laughs> red, orange, clear. <laughs> And G-Zeros, I can't even talk about those. <laughs> okay, that's what we said we weren't. So now we are done. Thank you for listening to another episode of Who Weekly. Keep calling in at 619-WHO-THEM to leave questions, comments, and concerns. Thank you to Katie and Eric of The Who's for providing our Rita theme song on Tuesdays. Thank you to Timmy, our research and editorial assistant, for researching and editorializing. Support us on Patreon.com slash Weekly for bonus episodes. A whole lot more. You can also get the audio on your Apple Podcast app. Just subscribe there, pay through there. It makes it very, very easy if that's the way you want to go. Rate and review us on Apple Podcasts while you're at it. We love your ratings and reviewings. Gotta read them. Please, please, please. Five stars. Love to see it. And we'll see you on Tuesday. Have a great weekend. Bye. Bye. Meet me at 9 a.m. <laughs> <laughs> Hi, Lindsay and Bobby. No need to play this, but this is more for Lindsay, but obviously we love Bobby. This is my toddler screaming, um, and he's a pandemic baby. He was born in January of 2020. Lucky me. Uh, I just wanted to tell you, Lindsay, that I call him, his name is Wynn, W-Y-N-N, and I call him Lindsay Weber as a nickname, and it makes me happy because Who Weekly makes me happy. Crunch Crunch, wishing you all the best. Hey, my daddy. Women have always flown and bloomed. Duh. Hi, Who Weekly. Um, long time, long time. I'm calling you at 25 weeks pregnant to say that I had to pause the pod. I have a guest for Molly May Haig's baby's team. Um, as you might imagine, I've been looking at a lot of baby name lists and contemplating my own baby's name for weeks and weeks and weeks now. And so I've got baby names on the brain. And based on the cloud emoji, I think it's possible that the baby will be named Vesper, like a gentle wind. Vesper is one of those names that has kind of resurged in popularity, but is still pretty unknown at this point. You see it sometimes on lists. Um, but yeah, that's my guess. Vesper May. <laughs> okay. Um, crunch, crunch. Hi, BLT. Long time, long time. Um, I don't even know if this is useful, but I just wanted to let you know. Uh, I, I've called it in lawyer stuff before. Uh, I, I was a white collar prosecutor for a long time. But I've also done family law, and I just got to say that, like, 90% of being anyone's lawyer these days is telling them not to post stuff because 90% of my job is seeing what my client's ex-spouse or former lover or child-rearing partner is posting that will make whatever they want to do in court less likely. It's truly a nightmare and I cannot believe I spent 150,000 American dollars to go to school to look on Facebook to say, no, actually, Your Honor, my client's ex-wife was, in fact, in Vegas with her friends that weekend, 
not, as she said, in the hospital. I live the dream. Uh, crunch, crunch, uh, best friend, angel, TGIF sandwich. Hi, Who Weekly. Just had to pause the pod. Um, to, you got your kids. You, you don't need to go to gramophone. You could go, so you go, um, Oscar, um, instead of gramophone for Grammy, Gram. Like people name their kids Gram. G-R-A-H-A-M. Gram. Grammy is a nickname. Um, just like, you know, collaboratively brainstorming, um, options for celebrities. Anyway, crunch, crunch. Hi. So on Friday's episode, when you were talking about Taylor Russell starring in a movie with Timmy, I was like, oh my god, Timmy? Like, not Timothy Chalamet, like it is. I thought you meant Timmy as in, like, you're Timmy. And I thought that he was an aspiring actor turned successful actor starring in a movie. Um, and I was really excited to, to rally around him um, and get all the who's, and get all the listeners, rather, to, um, so watch Timmy's new debut, but um, it's just Timothy Chalamet. So, yeah, crunch, crunch.